This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. From the Head Stuff Podcast Network, welcome to the world according to Wikipedia, the podcast that explores the weird, wonderful, and baffling world of Wikipedia, the people who write it, and what makes them tick. With me, Fanula, and me, Rebecca. In this episode, we will talk to Joy Agyapong, a Ghanaian Wikimedian and Administrative Executive with Open Foundation West Africa. Fanula, yes. Did you know that Wiki just loves folklore, monuments, Earth, Africa, and a whole lot of other things? I knew about the monuments because you've been talking about that for years. But the others, no. Tell me more. It's true. The Wiki loves monuments has been rumbling on for a long time. Uh, so Wiki loves monuments uh, is the oldest version of this particular competition format, which is what it is. The main idea is to encourage a wide number of people to upload images relating to a theme to Wikimedia Commons so that they can be used to illustrate various Wikipedias, but also so that there's an open resource of images, like a bank of images, for education, outreach, and other possible uses. And this is very much kind of going out into the community rather than kind of looking to maybe establish Wikimedians. I have actually used the Wikiloves Monuments database from Wikidata when working on a project for college a few years back, which is very good because it's all open source and you can grab all that information and all the images. Yeah. So yeah, using the power, the power of Wikidata uh, compels you. <laughs> uh, the power of Wikidata is fantastic. And a few years ago, we did do that because uh, obviously when, so Wikiloves Monuments goes back to 2010, which is pre pre-wiki data if you can imagine such a such a time so it was all done through kind of curated lists and perhaps then using kind of map facilities like through open street map and things like that but yes having being able to have unique identifiers for every single pin on your map that tells you this is a dolmen this is where it is and it'll show you any photographs that are linked to that wiki data item yeah it's 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 been pretty revolutionary mm-hmm. uh, it has to be said uh, so monuments as you can imagine uh focuses on built heritage so structures in a given country and they're quite you know the different competition uh, competitions take different levels of, I suppose, structure. So with monuments, it's very much the structures in a given country that are listed in some way by the local government as important. So here in Ireland, that ranges from, you know, ring forts and dolmens, which are Irish national monuments and looked after by the monument service, to Georgian houses and train stations and post boxes and things like that, which are looked after by the National Inventory of Architectural Heritage. Ooh, yeah. So there is Wiki Loves Earth, which kind of, you know, came along a few years afterwards, uh, developed by uh, Ukrainian Wikipedians. And it's the same format, but looking at protected natural landscapes. So, you know, again, ones that are nationally or internationally recognized. So national parks, special areas of protection, special areas of conservation, that kind of thing. So here in Ireland, lots of rivers, estuaries, you know, where birds might migrate to or feed or, you know, roost for a certain amount of time, uh, but also a lot of bogs. We do have a lot of bogs and so many of them. And it's it's really interesting to, to kind of think about it. Like, you know, they'll be noted as, you know, of international importance. Uh, so it's kind of, it's it's a wonderful way of kind of looking at the Irish landscape in a different way because, you, you know, it's very small and you're like, no, you know, how important could any of this be? And you're like, actually, no, there is a delineation that says, yes, very important indeed. <laughs> 
Um, and then, so another uh, kind of a moving towards perhaps more, uh, I suppose, freer interpretations maybe of the format. Uh, Wiki Loves Africa, uh, which is in its seventh year this year, it launched in the last two weeks, was a response to the idea of Wiki Loves, but adapted uh, to, uh, to a different context, basically, where, you know, perhaps the notion of monuments in particular can be quite problematic. And the same with, you know, parts of Asia, where monuments might be statues uh, to people that were not necessarily of the country uh you know i think that there's been a lot of discussion around monuments in the last 12 months or so um and how they can be problematic yeah so this is taking that kind of format and being kind of freer and more artistic and more contextual basically with it like kind of taking um inspiration from the countries that they're running it in so each year wiki loves africa chooses a theme so it's been fashion or food uh, in the past or, or um industry like work uh, has also been um, a theme in the past and this year it is health and wellness uh, so it encouraged people from across the continent to upload images responding to that particular theme very interesting and this is where wiki loves folklore comes in Ooh, i do love folklore I do i do yeah I love a good good story good game. yeah yeah good yeah uh you know i love a good tale especially kind of i think in ireland here like you know that we have stories like this particular field is associated with a mythical figure, yes. you know, or that it's not just a ring fort, it's a fairy fort. And, you know, there's kind of this extra layer of a tree there. You you wouldn't want to be cutting down that tree there. Or that's the wishing tree. Yeah. You know, I was looking up. So the past week it was uh, St. Fintan's feast day. So St. Fintan uh, of, a, of an area in Leash and he has a wishing tree, which people, uh, yeah, they go up and they like, they press money into it. <laughs> so the tree, like there's this, massive stump of the part of the tree that's actually died like yeah. there was a point of time where the tree that was on its last legs and it managed to recover but there's all these kind of coins like grown into the trunk of it he was a very he was a very severe pious figure though okay uh, yes very much begin, begin to the the fasting not one to be granting wishes then no interesting yeah i did wonder about that yeah he basically used to apparently he just lived off bread and clayey water which i don't really know what that what that means but presumably muddy water which does not sound like fun so folklore so folklore all this rich stuff so again very much spearheaded by communities coming from um, Africa and Asia and it's looking to celebrate and focus on and document all forms of intangible heritage so taking kind of inspiration from you know the UNESCO um, designation of intangible heritage so it includes food dress performance festivals ritual all that good stuff mm -hmm. It's a bit different uh, in that it accepts both video and audio recordings as well, which the other ones don't. They're, they're photography competitions and they have special prizes for these particular mm. categories. And most importantly, it runs all through February. Yes, I have seen you promoting it all this month on the Twitters. Yes. And not only that, uh, there is also a writing competition that goes along with a few language Wikipedias at the same time. And the theme is uh, feminism and folklore. And that runs all through March uh, as well, February and March. Uh, this year, Vicpaid, so the Irish language Wikipedia, is taking part. So you, if you write articles on those themes in Irish, you could win prizes. Ooh. And and are they real prizes or are they virtual cookies? They are real prizes. Oh, okay, that's it's. Uh, you can have them as book tokens or as all for one. No, no book tokens. Good old fashioned. Support your local bookshops. <laughs> There are loads more exciting shows on the Headstuff Plus network that you should check out. One of my personal favourites is Spice Bag, a podcast that explores the international food in Ireland with three fantastic hosts. Spice Bags is a podcast about food in Ireland from an international perspective.
Hi, I'm May. I'm an American food writer, and I'm with my friends Blanca, a chef from Spain, and Dee, an Irish food editrix. And we are the Spice Bags, three sassy ladies with a lot to dish up. Join us for the chats. Lola, yes, Rebecca. Another did you know for you. Do you know about the did you know section on the front page of Wikipedia? I did not. Well, no, that's a lie. I did know about the uh, did you know. (laughs) This is very confusing (laughs) section of the front page of Wikipedia in that I have seen it, but I haven't really explored it. So could you tell me a little bit more? So alongside a number of sections that change daily. Uh, on the front page of Wikipedia. Uh, there are sections like on this day, which is a little bit self-explanatory, you know, on this day in 1754, X happened. There's also in the news, which is contemporary events. And the did you know section highlights a number of recently created or improved articles with what is called a hook, starting with did you know, dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. And how are these articles picked? This is Wikipedia. How do you think? People can nominate their own article or one that they've seen somebody work on and other editors will then judge to see if the articles are of good enough quality and if the hook will draw in readers or if it makes sense, basically. Uh, So one of the first things I ever nominated was an article I had expanded on an Irish scientist and the hook was, did you know that Maud Delap was the first person to breed jellyfish in captivity? I did not know that. In fact, I didn't really know that you people bred jellyfish in captivity. But now, now I want to know more. Well, up until that point, it was a mystery. They didn't, they would like find these kind of weird hydrae and kind of all the different life stages. And they didn't actually know how it all tied together. together. Mm. And she was the first person to witness. I kind of had an inkling, but she was the first person to witness it. Um, and she lived on Valencia Island. So it's all, all very interesting stuff. But... Uh, All you need to do to learn more, if you are so inclined, is to visit the main page or the front page of Wikipedia. And under the day's featured article, you will find the Did You Knows or the DYK section for the day, as well as links to nominating an article and the archive. So if you go to the page, say on Model App and go to the talk page, you'll see a little kind of banner that says on this date. So I don't know, it could be like the 14th of April 2014. This article was featured on the front page with the Did You Know. Uh, So it's kind of marked there. Uh, in perpetuity as well, which is a nice little thing to have for an article. So the rules are that the article needs to be new uh, to Wikipedia or expanded by fivefold within the last seven days. And the hook needs to be well referenced. So obviously it can't be something that has citation needed after it. It does have to be an established fact. And overall, the article can't have any major issues like missing citations, unsuitable tone and that sort of thing. And your jellyfish article was in the did you know section? It was. I've had a few. I had kind of a spate of them, a bit like anything that I find on Wikipedia. Like I find a new thing and I'm like, oh, new toy. And I play with it for a while and then I go, what's the next thing? Uh, so a few women that I wrote about, like I think I had Eileen C- uh, Aileen Cust was also on that. And she was the first woman to um, become a qualified and recognised vet with the Royal Veterinary Society of Ireland. So she got that one. So it's quite sometimes it's quite easy, but with other ones, you know, obviously. And I have the one that I still kick myself over is I expanded the article on a guy called uh, Nathaniel Hone. And he was kind of like an amateur botanist at the turn of the 20th century and he established because uh, there's no real plant called shamrock um there isn't one botanical plant that is a shamrock okay this is news to me yeah it's not a botanical name it's kind of like a common name that can be applied to a whole bunch of different clover plants 
uh, so what he did, he wanted to know what was the most common plant that people recognized as a shamrock. So he he wrote to a bunch of people and put a notice, I think, in the in like an Irish naturalist journal saying, send me a sample uh, or a specimen of a plant that you would call shamrock. And all these people posted to him and he established that I think his red clover is the most likely plant for people to recognize as shamrock. And I wrote, I expanded it, I think, in February oh, a few years ago. So early, I, so early. No, but I didn't think, I didn't think to nominate it for Did You Know for like the, the, the 17th of March. It still haunts me. Still We're going to have me. to link to that in the show notes for this episode because that is fascinating. It's Nathaniel Colgan, actually. It's not Nathaniel Hone. It's Nathaniel Colgan. Okay. Um, yes. And he worked in the Dublin Metropolitan Police Service, like as a clerk in his day job. And this is what he did because everybody needs a hobby. Someone who works hard on Wikilove's folklore right now is Joy. And I asked her all about her work on this project. Okay. So, um, Joy Adjapon, I'm a Ghanaian. And a long time Wikipedian with about um, five years experience. It's actually my fifth year. And um, a social entrepreneur alongside a fact checker. I lead a fact checking organization in Ghana. And as well, I have an NGO that has a focus in environmental education for the youth. So I'm currently Seven as a programs coordinator for the Open Heritage Foundation in this project of Wiki Loves Folklore. Oh, fantastic. That, that's a lot of, of different titles. It's very impressive. Uh, <laughs> is there two of you to get all of that work done? Uh, no, okay. So I forgot to add, I'm very good at multitasking and I, I, I've, I've been excelling in that field. So it's quite okay for me because all the things that I am juggling in are things that I'm passionate about. Yeah, that definitely makes it easier when yeah, yeah it doesn't feel it's quite so much like work. But um, exactly. so first of all, tell us what what is Wiki Loves Folklore? Okay, so Wiki Loves Folklore is international photographic contest um, where just like any other Wikipedia contest, for example, Wiki Loves Monuments, um, Africa, and um, F. We, there are photographers who contribute in various countries through images, videos, audios. But this time around, Wikilas Folklore focus on the local folk culture. And it also catapulizes on heritage, sorry, non-heritageable, non-tangible and tangible heritage, sorry. And um, this also includes getting diverse cultures together, for example, folk dances, music, um, folk wear, various traditions, folk tales, legends, traditional songs, anything that has to do with folks, either mythology or um, arts that is being exhibited or um, seen in various countries and regions. So basically, Wikilas folklore garners all the contributions from these countries and supports Wikimedia Commons and at the same time Wikipedia in that the pictures that are guarded are pushed on or directed towards Wikipedia articles on folks that do not have images to it because in our community most of the times if we have content about a particular item or artifact 
and there is no image to it, it doesn't complete the article. So basically the focus of Wikilabs folklore is to get all these cultures that are not yet seen on board and improve Wikipedia. Great. So it's been going for, it started as, as Wikilabs Love. Am I right in that? Yes, it did. Yeah, and it's kind of grown. Yeah, that's um, since 2019. And this is actually the third year we're running this campaign. It, the, the name actually changed uh, because it was quite limiting and conflicting. Most people did not get a clear understanding um, to the Wikilabs Love. And it was limiting, it was limited to um, love scenes, etc. So we had to um, divert it a bit and make it gain a broader scope. That's why it was now focused on the folks and folklore. And I suppose that's what makes it a little bit unusual for a lot of people, say, coming from, from Europe or the United States, who might be quite familiar with monuments and Wikilabs Earth, you know, which are very much yeah. about kind of things and landscapes and generally things that are recognized, you know, they're listed. Whereas this topic is quite kind of, as you say, it's, it's focusing on the intangible, the kind of the soft and the very human focused, which I think is, is quite refreshing uh, within exactly. the, the community. So you said that you're the international, you're the coordinator uh, for, for this uh, competition, for this campaign. So what does that mean uh, for you on a day-to-day basis? Okay, so um, basically I'm actually the program's coordinator, but then I will still um, <laughs> take up the role of international coordinator because... I have to ensure that the project or campaign for this year is successful. So I do uh, more of engagement with the local coordinators. So for example, this year our focus was to get a lot of um, African um, countries on board. Last year, we only had Ghana representing, but this year, thankfully we have about six other African countries supporting and also three other um, global countries um, support apart from the South Asian because most often it was the South Asians that were um, helped run the campaign but this time around my role as a program coordinator was to include diverse groups who would also share in the culture because you feel like there's still a lot of things happening in various countries that is not yet projected online so my role is to basically coordinate with these groups, bring a lot of new groups on board, support them where they have any challenges. For example, um, setting up their local language pages, helping them with the outreach programs, and also providing them with the various um, lists of articles that they can improve with the photos that they get. So that's who I am in this company. So you said earlier that, you know, you've been involved in Wikimedia projects for about five years. So how did yeah. you get started? What, what, what was your starting point? Okay, my starting point was at um, an info session with the Goethe Institute in Ghana, um, where we had more information about how people in the general public can contribute to, can do um, research, conduct research to, to enhance their work. Then I was introduced to the team in Ghana that runs the Wikimedia group. So that was Open Foundation West Africa. So I joined the group as um, a volunteer since 2016. And I rose through the ranks to take up certain volunteer roles and leadership roles for that period. And I served as an administrative executive for two years, which that role ended last year, October. But yeah. So then again, because I'm a rich comedian, I, I moved on to 
other capacities like the fact-checking institution, and then the role of um, program coordination for retailers folklore came to play as well. So that was my journey, and that's how come I'm here in this capacity. I think that the fact-checking will, um, you might need to explain that a little bit more because I think that a lot of our listeners will find that really interesting. Okay, so the uh, fact-checking institution is um, actually called the Fact Lens Ghana, where um, there's been an influx of false information in online in the country. And it started during the COVID era, realized that there's been a lot of um, mis- miscommunication or false information about um, what COVID is, what COVID is not, what is coming on board. And also this has affected a lot of um especially the aged in the society, because they easily um, cling on to certain information that they receive as and when, and they just share it around. And it's, you know, brings about a lot of distraction and a lot of, um, um, you know, falsehood in the society. So this group started from that angle in a, in, in a, in a way that is going to, we're going to be ambassadors of factual information, where anything that comes out that is, um, not supposed to be in the public domain for consumption because it's false. We use various tools to fact check and then give out the um, right picture, right information out there for people to know that, okay, this is the right content, this is not the right content. We should desist from sharing particular image or particular information because that's not true. So at the end of the day, everyone is safe because the more we share or put out wrong information out there, the more it harms a lot of innocent people. So that's how this group started. And so far, um, it's good. It's been good. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's a model that should be replicated around the world, really, because it's it's such an yeah. important service, you know? Exactly. Yeah, and, and a real, like, civil, you know, it's, it's a very civil service, if you know what I mean. Like, it's very publicly yeah. minded. Exactly. Which, sits very well within a lot of the other work that you've been doing. I, I noticed that you've also been involved in some of the Wiki for Climate Change uh, or Wiki for Climate work. Yeah. Uh, how have you found, um, yeah, doing that kind of work in your in your context? Okay, so um, I think I mentioned earlier on that I have an NGO that's environmental uh, focus. And um, because of that passion, um, we've run several outreach programs with public institutions, that's when COVID was not there. We had this educational interaction with them just to let them know what climate change is, what we shouldn't do as um, individuals in the society, how we can protect the community, etc. So um, when this wiki for climate happened with the climate knowledge group, which um, Alex Tensing was on, they introduced me to it and I, I I thought it wise to also introduce that to Ghana because one, I'm a Wikimedian and as well, I have the environmental background. So I decided to take it up and introduce it to the pool of network of um, climate change activists that I know in Ghana to bring their network together and also get involved with the Wikimedia group because if they are researching about topics that are of to help climate change, why don't they use or channel that energy into making Wikipedia better by contributing their knowledge um, onto the platform. So I introduced that to the mini team that I have. When I say mini team, I mean uh, Wiki Hour, we call ourselves the Wiki Hour group. We are not a community, but we're just a group of Wikimedians who 
um, have offered an hour or two to help any strange person or anyone in the public who, who just jumps into our inbox to ask for help to um, improve Wikipedia, know Wikipedia better because there are some groups or people who are not interested in being part of a big community. They just want to be independent. So those people, once in a while, we schedule online trainings with them and then um, support them so that they stop the, you know, the sharing of false information or wrongly editing Wikipedia because people don't know um, the, the do's and don'ts. They just feel like Wikipedia is just a platform where you can just jump in, put any information and go out there. So um, to, we decided to bring that group together and then also throw more light to the green institutions <clears throat> that we have collaborations with as the NGO that is Joy Aid Foundation to educate them about um, Wikipedia and then run a contest. So the whole aim was to um, draw their attention through this campaign, get them on board so that when they sit wherever they are, any issue or any topic that comes on board that they need to improve or create, they have that liberty to do that because now they can call themselves Wikimedians and they have that knowledge. So they're not just knowledge um, consumers, but now they're knowledge producers. Wonderful. I, I, I like I like the idea that you kind of got like a mini group. You know, yeah, it's, it keeps it quite kind of. Um, I think so. Yeah, sometimes it can feel quite kind of formal and stuffy to have like a really exactly. formal group, and and all your time is taken up looking after the group rather than doing the the wiki outreach. So that's you know I, I really quite like that. Mm-hmm. How have you found you know obviously you know working where you are in Ghana, mm-hmm. there's probably a lot of different things that people could dedicate their time to, like you do. Um, do you find that um, Wikipedia kind of is a high priority for a lot of people? You know, does it have a very high profile? Or are they kind of being pulled in different directions, you know, where they're like, oh, I could do use of my time for this, but actually I'm going to put it over here, if, if you know what I mean. How do you kind of make the case for people to spend their time editing Wikipedia or contributing to, to Wikimedia Commons? To approach them, sometimes the challenge is about <clears throat> the fact that it's voluntary. When you <laughs> let them know um, the, the long-term benefits in terms of you sharing the sum of knowledge in the one space that the next generation is going to benefit from, etc., it gets to a point some of these people um, tend to diverge a bit and then ask for the monetary value. But what I personally um, use as an example is to let them know that if we don't write our stories better, there's nobody else who's going to write it better. We are the only ones who can be the voice to um, protect or share the knowledge that we have in our, in our country. And most, um, most of the examples that I also give is the other regions that we have in Ghana. You know, the cultures vary. So if I give them an example of the northern region, if I am not a northerner and there is something about their culture that I want to document, it will be a struggle for me, although I can, but it will take a while for me to get that information on there. But it's rather easier for the native of that region to put in that information. So we realize that using these approaches, it makes them excited about it. So most natives from different regions are always in a haze. Sometimes it's more like a competition 
because they are in a, in, in, in a hurry to gather all the information about their, their, their region and then put it on there. They find out most prominent people in the society who haven't had a profile yet on Wikipedia because of the training that we have given them. They quickly do their checks and balances and then ensure that that person is well represented. So um, I would say that's the case. I mean, it's, it's, it's about how we sell um, the concept of Wikipedia to these groups to get on board. Other than that, most people have to capitalize on um, the end benefits. That's the monetary end benefits. Is there anything else that you'd like to mention about the work that you do or some of the initiatives that you've had locally that you think our listeners would be interested in hearing about? Okay, so um, about the work that I do, like I mentioned, I, I do quite a lot of things which are of interest, but basically... Um, what I would like to emphasize on is the fact that joining the Wikilabs folklore team has broadened my scope. One, because I'm, I'm dealing with a team who are not with me here in Ghana. <laughs> they are mostly um, Indians. And it's taught me how to adjust to the time zones, um, language barrier with other team members, um, certain technical things that I didn't have knowledge on and also has exposed me to um, the main essence of the campaign. Looking at it and how we've been able to introduce the, I didn't talk about that, the feminism and folklore aspects where um, the women-related groups are going to contribute to that starting still on 1st February to 1st March are going to contribute to, it makes it really exciting for me. So I would really encourage everybody out there to um, get on board. Maybe you cannot participate as a local coordinator or maybe your country is not hosting Wikilabs Folklore, but then because they're international awards, you can hop on and then um, take advantage of it because there are so many artifacts out there. There are so many things on um, games, folklore, plays, traditions, etc. That is a cross border we have no idea about, but they are there. So I, I, I would just want to um, capitalize on this and let everybody out there know that it's a great opportunity and I wish that um, going on, we'll be able to adapt to it and make it bigger than it already is. I really enjoyed that with Joy. It was very interesting. She has done so much. I mean, she's barely out of school and she is doing how much? It's it's phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. There's a certain amount of what am I doing with my yeah. life? Uh, yeah. It's just incredible. <laughs> We've been friends on Facebook for quite a number of years now. And uh, so it was actually, it was wonderful to be able to sit down and actually chat to her yeah. uh, and get a sense of, of the work that she's doing. Cause you know, she, ha she puts, you know, she puts up these phenomenal posts of the work that she's been doing. So it was wonderful to, to get to know her uh, that bit better and uh, enthuse mm -hmm. about our, our common interests as well. It's actually very interesting to hear uh, what's going on in other places around the world with Wikipedia, because within Ireland, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm limited to what you share. <laughs> because I follow you. Um, so it's it's quite good to hear what other places, other people in the world are doing and what they're focusing on. I thought that was very interesting. And also what their what the challenges yeah. are. Yeah. Because some of them are quite universal. 
you know, kind of encouraging people to take part and, you know, kind of selling the idea of volunteering in this way and all that kind of stuff. But then others are quite specific. It might be supporting a very minority language or people overcoming not having the technical or, you know, internet support that they need um, or different types of literacies as well, mm-hmm. uh, depending on, on the context you're coming from. So some of them are definitely, some of our challenges are universal and some are really, really specific. Yeah. But what's wonderful is that, you know, getting to know people and, you know, it kind of, it, it upends or it kind of challenges the things that you kind of think lazily on a day-to-day basis. These are the things that Wikipedia needs or whatever it is uh, and kind of go, oh, actually, no, that's, that's my, that's my point of view from my point, um, from my part of the world. It's actually very different for other people, you know? If you want to get more from us, there's going to be bonus episodes, uh, additional extended interviews with our guests. You can get all of that on headstuffpodcast.com plus all of the bonus content from all of the other podcasts on the network. It's just five euro plus VAT per month. A bargain, an absolute bargain. I mean, none of us are going out and buying coffee right now because we're all staying indoors, safe away from things and people. So why not put that money into the podcast network and get more of our wonderful content? So, Rebecca, who is this episode's hero? This episode, the hero is the CEO of the Wikimedia Foundation, Catherine Marr, who announced recently that she is stepping down from her role in April this year. The reason she's our hero for this week is focusing on her drive to increase diversity within the Wikimedia community. A very worthwhile and necessary endeavour. Very much so. The Fix reported that since 2014, there has been a 500% increase in the number of editors from sub-Saharan Africa, with a growth in numbers of recognised affiliates in these countries as well. There is a long, there's still a very long way to go, but as well as starting to make those who edit Wikipedia more representative of the world in large, under Catherine's stewardship, the decline in active editors, which began around 2010, has begun to reverse. Oh, that's incredible. So all around... Most people agree that Catherine is leaving the foundation after six years as a CEO in a much better place. And I think community initiatives coming out of Africa and Asia, like Wikiloves Folklore, demonstrate that. As said, we still have a lot more work to do. But in my experience, from being in various physical and now virtual Wikimedia rooms at conferences and meetups since 2014, I, you know, those rooms are becoming far more diverse. And what is even better, with more virtual meetings, with no barriers like traveler visas, which is a huge, you know, that, mm-hmm. that's one of the, the big kind of silver linings of the, the circumstances we find ourselves in now. The discussions are increasingly being led and shaped by those Wikimedians from outside Europe and North America. And to be honest, it's really hard to put into words just how great that is. Sounds amazing. Yeah, because there, you know, certain amount of very familiar faces for those first few years that I was really, you know, kind of going to Wikimanias and, and which is great because, you know, you get to know the community. But now to have people like Joy um, and her colleagues, not only taking part in these conversations, but also actually being the facilitators and the leads on them. Leading them. Yeah, it's just how, how yeah, it's just, I, I can't actually explain just how wonderful it is to see that happen. Great. <laughs> And that was the world according to Wikipedia. Join us again in two weeks. You can subscribe to us on your podcast player of choice. Follow us on Twitter at world underscore Wikipedia. Thanks to Patricia O'Flaherty for our artwork and Headstuff for production assistance. Go to headstuffpodcast.com for show notes, more information and to support the Headstuff Plus network.
just imagine that we're a bunch of terrible Wheel of Fortune prizes. Okay. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. Thank <laughs> you.